Welcome to today's episode of Fire in the Belly. This is where we get to hear some pretty inspiring stories from some amazing people. You know, it's always an absolute pleasure to sit down, take time out, and have a warts and all conversation about their journey. I'm always intrigued by what it's taken for people to get to where they are today. And hopefully, in this interview, we get to hear some more about that. From this, my mission is to help people to find their own fire in their belly, and from that, to live the mightiest version of you. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy today's guest. Success is a process, not an event. Hello, and welcome to the Fire in the Belly Show. Today we have myself, Mighty Pete, and we're joined by the Dorsey Ross. Good afternoon to you, Dorsey. Great to have you on the show. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. Listen, it's great to have you on. Great to have you on. So, Dorsey, tell us, who are you? What do you do? And where are you from? I am from uh, um, Pennsylvania, originally from New York, Lindenhurst, New York. I am a, a minister and I travel around speaking and sharing my story. What, what sort of minister then? You, you know, what sort of ministry do you do? I travel around and speak and share my story and, you know, my my title, whatever you want to call it, evangelist. And I travel around, you know, the country and sharing my story about what God has done in my life and with my disability. So just for the for listeners, I mean, talk to us, I mean, talk to us about your disability. What what exactly do you have? What are you gifted with? Right. Well, my disability is I was born with a birth defect called aplet syndrome, which is a birth defect of the hands and the face. And when I was born, my forehead was pushed out with my eyes and nose were pushed back into my head and my fingers and toes refused to get at me. I had no individual movement of them. And because of this, and I had no skull opening as well, usually babies are born with a skull opening or another word for it would be a short spot to allow the baby to grow and his brain to, or his or her brain to grow and to function normally. I did not have this. And because of that, the doctors thought that I would become brain dead and said to my parents, you know, he's not going to survive. He's not going to make it. You know, you might as well put him into a institution and find him away. Thankfully, because of my parents' faith and their trust in God, they said, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to put him away. We're just going to take him home and see what, you know, God was going to do with him. And it was back in um, January 16th, 1977. So back in those days, they didn't have the testing and the knowledge and even understanding of, you know, what exactly was going to happen, what exactly was going to take place with me. And there were other doctors there that told my parents, you know, because I, I also have fused toes, which to this point I haven't even had them operating on to separate them because for the most part I'm able to walk, you know, quite normally and able to run and do all the things that, 
you know, most, you know, quote-unquote normal people can do. But, you know, while I was growing up, they, the doctors said to my parents, you know, he may have to wear braces because we don't think he'll be able to walk as well as, you know, other people. And, you know, growing up, most people would tell me, hey, you're walking faster than, you know, all of us combined. <laughs> Sometimes your weakness is your strength, right? You sort of say, well... Oh, absolutely. You know, you get on with it. Why not? Why not? I love that. So, I mean, if I've done my math right, so that makes you 44? Have I, have I got that right? I am. I'm 44. There you go. So you've survived, obviously. We can we have the joy of chatting to you today. So your parents were right. absolutely right to have faith in you and faith in, in you know, the, the child that you were at the time. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Even, you know, doctors even told my parents, you know, I don't know who these doctors were because they never really talked about it and whatnot. But they even told, told my parents that, you know, we don't think he'll, he'll live past the age of 18. And, you know, there's really, you know, for the most part, if you have the operations, you know, like I did, you can live, you know, mostly a normal to a normal lifespan, but you know, you could, you never know. You could never know what you know what's going to happen, really, with anybody. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, that, that sort of, as you say, you've had your own your own journey to go through. Um, I did sort of laugh slightly. You talked about you know whatever normal is. I mean, I suppose for you, you're normal, right? You're, you're you know, this is your version of you and. We're all we're all different. We're all unique in our own way, and we're all normal according to ourselves, right? Right. Yep. And tell me, so your were your parents? Did they have a strong faith? Then is that where a lot of this the ministry side has come for you, or is that something that's grown with you? No, I think that's something that's grown, you know, within me. Um, you know, growing up, I started to go to you know youth group and started to be a part of the youth and, you know, unlike the kids and the teenagers and, the, you know, some of the younger kids in the outside world, you know, they would, you know, pick on me and they would, you know, call me names and stare at me and, you know, point fingers at me. And thankfully for the, you know, kids and the young people and the cooks, they, you know, they loved me. They accepted me. They treated me like, you know, they would anybody else. And I just started to, you know, get a heart for the youth and, you know, wanting to, you know, speak to them, wanting to minister to them, wanting to encourage them, you know, with their own walk and with their own faith. And that's how, you know, part of the reason why I went on to to do ministry and, you know, work to speak to the youth. And, you know, so mostly my own, my own faith journey and my own, you know, faith in God of what he wanted me to do for my own life that had led me to do what I do today. Oh, wow. So interesting. I mean, do, do, have you found over the years that actually, you know, children or, or youth have been more accepting of you? Or is that, I mean, is, I don't want to be too generalistic here, but I mean, are generally our, our youth more accepting, more open to, you know, you and, and or 
you know, is it just a, a connection you had at that time? I think as I grew up, you know, there was still, you know, there's a, as you said, they're accepting more of me. And, you know, they'll come up to me, they'll say hello. You know, I had a little girl in, in church this past week that, you know, came up to me and said hello and, you know, gave me a high five. And, you know, they, they, would, look at, they would look at my hands and, you know, see my fingers. And I think they realized, you know, that they were different. But, you know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't, you know, say, hey, why are your fingers different? Or, you know, they wouldn't call me names or anything. You know, so they, I think, you know, I think from a parent's perspective as well, where they may have been taught, hey, look, you know, you're going to, you know, run into people who are different and who look different and who act differently at times. And maybe with me going there, they maybe told their, you know, their daughters and their sons, hey, you're going to meet someone this weekend who, you know, may look different than you. And, you know, just be kind, be nice, be accepting to them. Well, that's great. I mean, it's 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 something to, to actually teach that from the very start and to have that sort of going into. Tell me, I mean, when you were young, I mean, what, what did Dorsey want to do when he grew up? What was the original plan? There was a lot of different things that I thought about, you know, when I was growing up. You know, there were times when I thought about, you know, even becoming a nurse at one point. And because I, I was in, the, in and out of the hospital a lot growing up, I've had over 68 operations over my lifetime to reconstruct my face and to, you know, separate my fingers and, you know, to do all those different operations to, you know, make me, you know, who I am today and make me look the way I am today and to be able to live even as long as I have lived. So I thought about, you know, one point maybe going, you know, giving back to the community and giving back to, you know, to those who, you know, helped me out. And then I thought about, you know, all the, all the blood and guts that I would look at type of thing. And then, and said, nah, that's, you know, that's probably not what I wanted to do. You know what I want to do. I thought about maybe becoming, you know, working with the Coast Guard or, you know, becoming a lifeguard or, you know, even doing, I love technology. I love, you know, computers and, you know, maybe doing something with that, you know, working with computers. But none of that really, you know, panned out, you know, just, you know, that was just when I was younger and in my younger teens. And I realize now that, you know, God had a better and greater plan for my for my life. Wow. So how, how was school for you then? It was very difficult for me. You know, it was very difficult for me. I would have to have, you know, tutoring at home when I was home, you know, recuperating from my from my surgery and from all the operations that I had to undergo. And you know, learning was very difficult for me. I have a learning disability, you know, so they say. But, you know, math math was very difficult for me. You know, I can't do algebra. I can't do all those high-tech, you know, math equations. 
and neither can no. probably 90% of the of the population so <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's like it looks like we've all got a problem so um you know so it was really difficult for me you know tech one that easy for me so as i got older i started to think about you know what i would do after i graduated from high school and there was this one point where I would have an IEP meeting which was to determine and to talk about what I would do after I graduated because not many students I went to school for people with disabilities and you know 100% of the of the kids that I went to school with all had some type of disability and and now all of them went on to college. Some of them went on to live in group homes. Some of them went on to, to, to go home and to live at home with their parents. Some of them went on to college. And, you know, that was one of the things that we talked about. And at this meeting, there was a high school history teacher there. And he was asked, do you think that Dorsey will be able to make it in college. And he said, no, I don't think that he'll be able to make it in college. I don't think he has the ability to make it in college. And my mom was at this meeting and they had asked me, what do you think? Do you think that you have the ability to make it in college? And I said, yeah, I think I have the ability to make it in college. I think, you know, I can do it. Because growing up, my parents always, you know, encouraged me to try and figure out, you know, what are the things that Dorsey can do? What are the things that Dorsey can't do? And from that, I learned, you know, what I could and could not do. And from that, there weren't many things that I wasn't able to do. Even if I had to adapt to a certain way of doing, you know, that particular thing, I, you know, figured out for myself that I was able to do that. For example, I can't lift my hands above my head because there's limitations in my bones and in the, you know, in my elbows and everything that I can't lift my hands above my head. But I was still able to play basketball. I could throw it, you know, from, you know, my waist up. I could, that's the way I'll throw the basketball to try and make, you know, basket. My fingers are, you know, stubby. They're not the full-size fingers as, as yourself or as somebody else. So, you know, going bowling, you know, doing a normal, a normal you know, bowling was difficult for me because I, I wasn't able to put my hands all the way back. So what I discovered was I would put my hand in the bowling ball and just throw the bowling ball down the lane, you know, not, you know, just, you know, throwing the bowling ball down the lane. And that's the way I learned to go bowling. 
So going back to the story about my high school history teacher, you know, my 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 mom said, well, if Dorsey thinks he'll be able to make it in college, he will. So I entered the I entered Queensboro Community College, and the first few weeks of going to college were very difficult for me, and. I started to wonder, you know, was this really what I wanted to do and what God had for me to do? And I even had a discussion with my mom about the possibility of maybe even quitting and looking to do something else. And my mom said, look, you know, take it a few more days and see what will happen. And at that time, you know, I went to church and they had what they had a, a people come to speak. And it was the Chi Alpha Christian group, which is, you know, a secular based, uh, it was a Christian based group, but on, on secular campuses where they come in and do Bible studies. And I learned and realized that they had a Chi Alpha Christian group on that campus. And I went to that group and I got to meet new new people, new friends. And one of the friends that I'm, you know, met there, I'm still good friend with. And from that time on, till I graduated four years later, it was like I, I was still nervous at times. I still didn't pack all my classes up, you know, I didn't get the 4.0 GPA. I didn't give my valedictorian speech, but the sicknesses I had and the, you know, trouble sleeping at night that I had was taken away. And it was like God was saying to me, here are the people that will help support and encourage you during this time while you're here on this campus. Oh, so what did you actually study in the end? I well at the camp at the secular campus I studied liberal liberal arts. It was a liberal arts degree from that campus. And then after that is when I went on to Bible College to study youth ministry. And I love that. I mean the fact that you'd actually taken a bit of a um, I mean, I suppose when you were doing the arts, was that had you already the ministry in mind at that point? I mean, what point did, I did. A, you know the ministry sort of as a direction come into play for you? No, I I had even when I was in community college, I had you know the you know the the view and the the goal was to go into the ministry at some point, you know down down the line, and you know in August of two thousand when I. You know, graduated from community college, and I entered right away. I entered what is now the University of Valley Fork to study youth ministry. And even at that time, you know, schooling was difficult for me. And one of the hardest things that I had to face and to overcome was the fact that in August of 2002, I was trying to get a hold of my mom. You know, my mom and myself were very close, you know, growing up throughout my whole life, and my dad as well. 
and I was trying to get a hold of it that day. It was, a, it was the very beginning of, you know, the semester, and I wasn't able to get a hold of her, and I finally got a call from my sister that she was in the hospital and that she had had a stroke. And during that same time, I had fallen on the, on the campus and broken my arm. And I had a friend take me to the hospital. And because of the way I broke my arm and the way my arms are, I had to get the arm operating on to put pins in the arm. And then three months later, in December 7, 2002, I got another call from my sister, you know, similar situation where I got a call from her that my mom had passed away. It's always tough to, I mean, that's tough news to receive at any point in time, you know, and it sounds like your mother has been a particularly strong light in your life. Oh, absolutely, definitely. And you were saying, I mean, do you, do you take after your mother? Or is that is that do you get your strength and resilience from your mother or your father? I think I think it's both. You know, we definitely take both. You know, from both of them. And you mentioned, have you many siblings then? I have one older sister. And I have a middle sister, but she unfortunately passed away back in 2014. And you know, that's the other thing, you know, going back to when I was born, my, my older sister was 21 years older than I am. My middle sister was 16 years older than I am. So, you know, I would say, I would use the old cliche that I was the supply of the family. Because my mom, when she started to gain weight and realized that she was gaining weight, she, you know, went to the hospital and to the doctor thinking that she had some type of tumor growing inside of her. If my mom, my dad was 45 and my mom was 41 when they had me, so they were definitely not expecting to have another child, you know. So when they examined my mom and said, look, you know, thankfully you don't have a tumor growing inside of you, but you do have a baby boy growing inside of you, you know, you're expecting to have another baby. That's great. I mean, that's that's lovely news, isn't it? It's sort of, as you say, some, take something that's fearful and, and sort of worrying and, and have something that's wonderful instead. It's, it's such a, a beautiful gift i suppose is the right word right yeah definitely but overall then i mean you know so i suppose going going up and then going into the ministry i mean that's that was a calling is, is that is, is that a life purpose for you do you think okay say that again is the ministry is is that your life's purpose do you think is that your calling of why you're here i think yeah i think it is you know i i started to you know as I said earlier, I was thinking about doing youth ministry, but, you know, that never really worked out. You know, I went on interviews and, you know, um, you know, putting my resume to do ministry, youth ministry in the church. And, you know, each church would say, 
you know, with Pat Harmon and say, no, we're not interested. You know, we say, well, we'll, you know, we'll just look at your disability. We're not going to look at your resume. And, you know, even that, you know, with Pat Harmon. So when I came home from Bible college after I graduated, I, you know, started to think even more about, you know, what I would do. And my, you know, where I used to attend, they gave me the opportunity to share my story and share my testimony. And it was at that time where I felt, you know, God was saying to me, hear the people, hear me, send this out and see what I will do with it. And all I had was, you know, a with the video of my testimony and of my story and just, you know, references from the pastor and, you know, our leader in the, in the ministry. And I just started making call calls and started, you know, introducing myself to different pastors saying, here's what I want to do. I want to come to your church and and speak and share my story about what God has done in my life. You know, would you allow me to to do this? And that's how the the ball got rolling. An interesting thing about this whole thing was back when I was in the youth group, there was a youth leader there, and he looked at me one day and he said, Dorsey, I see you traveling around you know, sharing your story of what God has done in your life. And at that time, you know, I wasn't thinking about, you know, traveling around sharing my story. This is this is not what I had in mind. But obviously God had something else in mind, but because of my, you know, speech impediment and because of my you know, you know, speak, you know, impediment, not fully, not a lot of people fully understanding me at times or what I would say. Growing up, I had to have speech classes and to learn how to sound out syllables and learn how to sound out words to, so that people could understand me better. So, Traveling around speaking isn't, you know, wasn't what I had in mind. So, you know, you would have said to me, Dorsey, like he did, Dorsey, I see you traveling around giving my te- giving your testimony. I probably would have said that you were crazy out of your mind. Then I thought, you know, youth ministry was what God had for me. But obviously, you know, it wasn't. It was, this is what you know, God have for me and for the last 14 years now, this is what, you know, I've been doing. I've been traveling around sharing my story. I love it. Tell me, what does fire in the belly mean to you, Dorsey? Fire in the belly would mean that you have fire and the desire in your belly to do what it is that you want to do and do what it is the purpose that God has given you to do. And is that something you have? Yeah, it is. 
and bucket loads by the sound of it. It's such a, I, I love the strength of your conviction. You know, the certainty, is, it, is, that, that, is that certainty always been there for you? Is that knowingness? Um, I mean, yeah, 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 for the most part, I mean, but, it, you know, sometimes I, I doubt it, sometimes I wondered, you know, what it was that God had for me and what it was that God wanted me to do. You know, even even while I'm doing this, you know, I've wondered, you know, is this still what God wants me to do? Is this still what God has for me? You know, how much longer will I continue to do this ministry, this traveling around, sharing my story? You know, that I think that for all of us, we have to, especially you know, who are Christian, we have to, you know continue to realize that what is the plan that God has for us and we need to look at that and to seek that out and make sure that we are on the path that God wants us to be on. And would you say you're you are where you're supposed to be at this time? At this time, yeah. At this time I'm I'm still believing and still, you know, feeling that this is what God has for me. And overall, would would you say do, do people get you? I think for the most part they get me. Hmm. I think there's some people, you know, I mean you're you're always gonna have, you know, the doubters and the people that who are gonna say, you know, who are gonna question, you know, why you're doing what you're doing, you know. They're gonna question and doubt, you know. Is this really what you know God has for Dorsey or you know those different those different things like that? And what what would you say your superpower is then? What's your gift? My gift is to encourage people. My gift is to inspire people to 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 do what you know it is that God wants them to do. It's to, it's to continue to you know, push on in their life circumstances, in their life trials. It's to, you know, overcome, you know, the life barriers that, you know, whether it's people that put it, you know, whether it's the, pe- the barriers that people put in front of them or the barriers that, you know, Satan puts in front of them, whether it's the barriers that, you know, health and circumstances put, put in front of them that they can overcome those those barriers and those circumstances. What's the nicest or the most the nicest thing someone can say to you? What's I mean, what's a real compliment for you? What do you love to hear? I think the nicest compliment is that, you know, that you know, saying something like, you know, Dorsey, you're doing what it is that God has for you to do. Keep doing what it is that you're doing because it's what God wants you to do. So what I'm hearing there is like it's 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 like a strength of purpose. It is the having the strength to continue no matter what. Because I mean, it was interesting, you know, as you speak there, is that you know the gift to inspire and also the gift to overcome. You know, and that's. Is it, right. You know, that's as much for you as it is to demonstrate to other people and to inspire other people as Absolutely. well. So it's, 
it's it's both ways, right? It's your own journey and also to help and, and show others that it's possible. Absolutely, definitely. That's and that's a, such a strong message, especially nowadays. You know, and and normal people per se. You know, I can imagine that would be a very inspiring thing to, you know, despite your you know your sixty plus operations and all sort of the challenges to being in this sort of whatever this normal world is. That yet you're still, you know, you're still speaking, you're still you know doing amazing things, doing amazing work. You're you're leading and you're you're inspiring others. That's that in itself is is I mean it's exemplary really. Yeah. What's your what's your overall do do you have a clear vision of what you want to do in the longer term? What do you want to do next? Not really, not at this point. You know, I think I'm taking it, you know, step by step and day by day and year by year. You know, I know a lot of people they can, you know, they have a, you know, three year vision or a five year vision or maybe even a 10 year vision for their life. But really, I don't, I don't really have that. I don't really have that, you know, that mindset to be able to do that. You know, if you would ask me what one of the guys in your life, you know, that you would like to accomplish, I think one of those things would be to hopefully get married, you know, hopefully find that wife and that spouse that, you know, God wants me to to be with. And that's yeah, I mean, absolutely. So it's all one of life goals and and really, you know, putting it out there. I mean, do you, do you get much time for yourself as such? You know, or do you tend to dedicate yourself almost fully to your ministry? No, I get time for myself. And, you know, I, I I get time. You know, I put time you know down for myself and to relax and to be able to go out and and do things. Obviously, with the whole, you know, COVID thing, we, in the last year and a half, we really haven't been able to do a lot, but hopefully we'll, you know, with everything lifting and then whatnot, we'll be able to do, go out and do more things. And what's a, what's a bit of a, a guilt-free, guilty pleasure for Dorsey then? What's, what's your, your uh, go-to when you're, <laughs> you're not on duty? <laughs> um... Going out and, you know, go, going bowling, you know, I love to go bowling. Um, love to go out, you know, with friends and go to the movies and go to the beach. Out and about. And is that, yeah. for, for leisure and pleasure for you, it is just a bit of downtime and, and just relaxing. And I mean, going to the beach and water, is that a, is that a place of relax, relaxation and restoration for you? Yeah, it is. Seems to be something there. There's something about water. I don't know whether it's human beings and water are either connected to water or watching water, or looking at water, or being on water. For some reason, I don't know why, whereas humans, we seem to be fascinated with it. I don't know if that comes up in the Bible or I don't know where it comes from, but that's it's, it's yeah. a very common feedback I tend to get from people on the show. Right. Does that make any sense? I mean, is there? I know there's quite a few references to water in the Bible. I'm just wondering, is there any... Yeah, but- yeah, I'm not really sure where you know where that is, or you know why there's a connection there at all. Yeah. Maybe it's because we've been, you know, we were in our mother's room for nine months in, you know, in water. Who knows? Yeah, that's true. And I don't know what statistically or whatever, we're about seventy percent water as well. So I don't know. Right. 
a part of us wants to get back to the water we've come from in some way, shape or form. That's great. What what, what are you capable of, Dorsey, do you think? What's what could you do? What's what's possible? You know what? You know, the Bible says, you know, with God all things are possible. You know, Philippians 413 says I I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I mean, we obviously we all have our limitations, but you know, I also believe that anything's possible. You know, as long as we put our put our faith in God and put our trust in Him, you know, any anything's possible. Makes sense. What's what's your earliest memory? I I think sometimes my earliest memories are, um, you know, going up to Ming, my dad from Ming. And, you know, going up there and, you know, having trips up there for vacation and, and you know, going on different different trips on vacation to different places and in New York where I lived and up to Maine at times. I'm just, I'm just curious. I mean, do you, do you think you've been here before as a, as a spirit, as a body? I mean, is this your first time on Earth, do you think? Yeah, it's my first time on Earth. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about no, I don't really believe in that in that stuff when it comes to that those things. <laughs> I was going to say, where where do you sit in terms of you know religion, spirituality? Do you you know do the two cross over? Do you think, or where where do the two lie together? Okay, I'm sorry, say that again. In terms of religion or spirituality, I mean, I'm assuming obviously your background that religion would be your your main. That's that's obviously your core belief. I mean, do you, would you well, find you would you be spiritual as well, or do, do you do you tend to follow one or other as such? No, I think there's a I think there's a combination, you know, with that. But I, you know, mostly, you know, I don't really know about. I wouldn't call what what I have, you know, with God religion. I would call it more of a, you know, relationship, you know, with Him. Whereas I have, you know, accepting him, you know, as my Lord and Savior, and I have a personal relationship, you know, with him. And when I play to God, I'm playing directly to him. And I'm believing that, you know, whatever I'm playing for, that he'll answer those, their requests that I'm, that I'm playing for. That's super interesting. And do you, I mean, that relationship, has that gotten stronger through time, do you think, you know, your relationship oh, with God? Yeah, it definitely has. Why would that be the case? Is it a is it an understanding thing or is it a letting go or what, what strengthens it, do you think? It's a, you know, it's a definitely an understanding, you know, thing of understanding of, you know, who God is and understanding of, you know, what the Bible says about about God and about you know Jesus and about you know you know all, you know about what God did for us by sending His Son to the earth and and it's the same thing with you know a parent's relationship you know with their son and their child it's about you know that relationship is going to grow stronger as the kids get older and as you know. They may not like it when their parents, you know, discipline them, 
when they're younger, but as they get older, they don't understand why that, you know, why that happened when they're younger. Yeah, it's that, it's understanding, as you say, it's, it's that understanding versus acceptance. And and do you is that an ongoing relationship for you with God? I mean, in terms of, you know, you mentioned speaking. Have you do you ever you know do you ever see things? Do you ever, um, or is it mainly just in the knowingness for you? Yeah, it's mainly in the knowingness, you know, of Him. I know, you know, I've heard of people, you know, seeing different things and seeing, you know, spirits and and whatnot, but. I haven't, you know, seen that or experienced that as of yet. No, it makes it's it's always it's interesting to see where, you know, what it is, and 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 for you, I mean, what's what's your place of of I suppose greatest strength? Then, I mean, is is it the when you're getting to speak to other people? Is that when you are, you know, you're being sort of the best version of you, if you like, you know, you're the, you're able to give off the most energy or inspire the most. Is is it in the speaking format, do you think? It is. I, be, I believe it is. And even, even now when I'm doing podcasting, you know, whatever it be as a guest or as a host, that's, you know, who I am in, in you know, in the, my strength as well. You know, that's, that's my strength and that's, you know, what I like to do and, the power, you know, I guess power and whatnot. And of course, I mean, so you have you have a podcast, you have your book. So give give us an overview of both of those for us. Yeah, well, my podcast. It's interesting how that started. It, it started after somebody actually interviewed me about you know my life and about my story. And I thought about, you know, doing that, you know, just for fun. And it is really still for fun. I know some people, you know, they make it to, you know, a big deal and they make it, you know, to be a job and that's fine. But, you know, it started to, you know, do a little bit here and there. But for whatever reason, it's become a big deal this year where I've had a lot of, you know, guests coming on my show and, you know, me even being, you know, or, you know, a lot of guests being on my show and even being a guest on other shows, it's starting to steamroll, you know, more and more. So it's interesting to, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what happens with that and, you know, where that, where that goes. And then as far as the book goes, I've had a lot of people throughout the years, you know, especially in the last 10 years or so, you know, say to me, hey, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. You need to, you know, get a book out and, you know, share your story with other people. And in 2016 is when the initial version came out. And I had a lot, I had some friends of mine say, you know, there's a lot, some grammar errors in the book and some editing errors in the book. You may want to, you know, redo it and have a better editor come in and, and help you with it. So I did that the second time and, you know, the second time it came out in 2020 and it's, you know, 
thing was perfectly edited this time, and I'm it on Amazon. You know, people can buy it on Amazon either in paperback or ebook format, and that you know that's how the book came you know came about. Just you know, book about my story and about my parents and about you know what I've been through and you know what God has has been doing and is doing in my life. Did you enjoy the book writing process? Because it seems to be some people love it and some people it's sort of like one time only or it sets off a hole. They sort of they go off on a writing challenge yeah. for the rest of their life. I mean, yeah, people I, I think of myself as a write write more of a, I guess as a writer than an author because I don't think I'll be I don't think I'll do another one. Maybe at some point we'll have to see what happens because people ask me, you know, do I think of, you know, have I thought about doing another one? At this point, I don't see myself doing another one. But, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Just, uh, I find sometimes if you were to collate your teachings, sometimes there, there's maybe a book there in itself. It's sort of, there's a book looking at you as such. Right. It's quite common, you know. I find you know quite often people don't realize that their their story, their extension, or that their teachings and their their sort of, you know, because well, when when you are speaking, do you tend to do you have a a sort of a, a script that you follow, or do you tend to, you know, when you're speaking in general, do you tend to just go with what sort of comes to you, what what inspires you? Yeah, I think most of the time, because you know what comes to me and what, you know, inspires me. And, you know, I take it, you know, all of it is coming from the Bible and different different stories from, you know, from the Bible and what, you know, I think what basically speaks to me at that time. And what what would you like as a legacy? What's What would you like to, you know, have you given any thought to legacy or, or, or you know, yeah. something you'd, you'd like to leave behind as such? Yeah, I think, you know, for legacy, I think I would hope that people would look at me and say, hey, you know, Dorsey was one of those people that, that never gave up, that kept, you know, going on and kept persevering in his life, regardless of what was put in front of him and what was, you know, what happened to him. He kept on pursuing and kept on persevering in his life. You know, listen, I mean, it's, it's a, as you said, that in itself is an inspiration. So tell me, what, what would you, what are you great at and what are you terrible at? I always like to get the contrast. Well, I'm terrible at, as I said earlier, I'm terrible at math. <laughs> Just don't give you an algebra test. That's okay. So we, we've got exactly. that. <laughs> and I think I'm, you know, I'm great at, you know, just, Encouraging people, you know, just inspiring people. You know, I may not, I may not be perfect at it at times, but it's just, you know, one of those things that that I love to do and that I like to do. Hmm. And do you do you have a, a favorite part of the Bible? Do you is there are you particularly drawn to to any part of it? Yeah, you know, I like the New Testament. You know, I like, I like the verses that talk about overcoming and talk about persevering and talk about, you know, 
you know, running the race and, you know, keep on going and not, not giving up in your, you know, in your life. And those are, you know, some of the ones that I, you know, I draw to when I feel like giving up and I feel like, you know, you know, hey, I'm having a hard time right now. You know, let me read, you know, Hebrews 12 and let me read, you know, James chapter 1, 2, and 4 or flipping for, you know, different different chapters like that. Yeah. And and for you, you know, the overcoming side, and obviously, you know, with your book as well, I mean, what what does overcoming teach you? Overcoming teaches me that I can do things, I can do, I can overcome the things that people put in front of me that people put, you know, the people put in front of me that, you know, the struggles that I face that I can overcome those struggles and overcome those difficulties that I've had to deal with in my life. I think sometimes, you know, people ask me, you know, they may, Say to me, well, he's probably not, he probably doesn't do that. So they'll ask me, hey, you know, when I travel and when I speak, hey, how did you get here today? Well, I drove my car, you know, and they'll be like, you drive? I'm like, yes, I can drive. I don't have any any special gears, any special handles, anything. I can drive. <laughs> what do you drive out of interest? <laughs> Right now, I'm driving a 2019 Honda Civic. Nice. Yeah, it's, and as you said, it's sometimes that's the, the great level, isn't it? Because, I mean, you know, if I close your eyes and, and there's there's no difference, right? Because I, I can't see any, um, in fact, I see a greater awareness of you. I mean, does it heighten your, do you find you have heightened senses? You know, because almost, you know, whilst there may be, you know, a physical impairment as such, but do you find that that actually gives give, gives you a gift or gives you a, a heightened sense in terms of intuition or knowingness or anything else? Do, does that tend to happen? Um, sometimes. I think that might happen at times in my life. Yeah, it's sort of almost... Uh, I just find it interesting, yeah, because sometimes, you know, it's that expression, you know, you know, your weaknesses can be your strength, you know, if you let it be. Right. You know, and that sometimes is, as you say, because I mean, do you think this has all happened for a reason? You know, you know, are you where you're supposed to be, or you know, are you? This was all intentional. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think I think it was. You know, I think it was intentional. You know, the Bible talks about Psalm one thirty nine. You know, thirteen to sixteen, where it talks about how we were created in our mother's womb how God knows, you know, every inch of our body, you know, he knows the hairs on our heads. So do I, you know, believe that it was, that he created me intentionally like this? You know, maybe not, but I believe that it was for a reason and a purpose. It was a genetic defect in my body that caused this, but I believe that, you know, in the end, 
God had a reason and a purpose for it. And what I'm doing now is that reason and that purpose. And tell me, in terms of, you know, with the, the podcasting and stuff, how have you found that? Is that something you enjoy? Because obviously communicating, sharing, speaking, that is obviously, you know, one of your, your strengths, one of your things. And has the podcasting on that side, is that something that's really sort of led into your strength? Yeah, yeah, I, it definitely has because I'm now, you know, speaking to, you know, people. I mean, I've, you know, I haven't, I haven't, when I speak, when I speak in the churches, I haven't gone overseas as of yet, but I've noticed that I've spoken to a podcast host in Australia. I'm speaking to a podcast host today in Ireland. And that, you know, that just blows my mind that I'm able to do that. You know, I look at my analytics and I see people are listening to the podcast all, you know, in all different countries. It just, you know, inspires me to know that people are listening. I think the hard thing about podcasting and, you know, a lot of people will probably agree with me is the back end of it and the editing of it. Yeah. It's like the, the talking's the easy bit, right? <laughs> right. Well, I suppose the same as anything. It's a bit like even with the ministry, the hardest thing is to get there. Once you're there, you're laughing, you know, it's, it's getting, right. it's, it's getting to the front door. The rest is easy once, you know, you know, so yeah. all, all the logistics, but I mean, is that, that, I mean, that's a testament of life really, isn't it? You know, it's like, you know, it's like, but that that's, that's the bit that makes you stronger, makes you better. It's, you know, uh, the lessons on the way and then the, you know, the actual, um, yeah, the sort of the wisdom at the end is is the easy bit, but yeah, I, I I do think that's powerful. I mean, with with podcasting and the same, the almost the legacy of a book, you know, to have put that in to inspire people, and it's the ripple effect, really, isn't it? And and I think that's maybe that's core in ministries anyway. That you know, you sow a seed or you you set off a ripple today and you know that can be felt for god knows how long you know and and right you know your story your version your your youtube video your show whatever somebody could listen to that while you know in five years time while you're sleeping and and ha- still hold that energy and power and that's that's mind-blowing as well i i sort of think as yeah. well you know and it's back to capability do you think you're going to heaven right when the time comes along, oh, long, long, long t- yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's what? I mean, do you think are we all going to heaven? Where do you sit on this? Um, no, I don't believe everybody's going to heaven. You know, like I said earlier, you know, you have to have that personal relationship, you know, with Christ and have a, a the acceptance of knowing and believing that you know, who and who God is and what Jesus has done, you know, for us and in you know, for us to have that relationship with him. You know, unfortunately, you know, if you don't have that relationship or that, you know, with, with Jesus and don't have that belief in God, then, you know, according to what I believe and what I believe the Bible tells me, you know, you you know, fucking you you're not going to go to heaven. 
And hell for you is what or where? I'm sorry, say it again. Hell for you? Is there a hell? And, and where and what is it for you? I, yeah, it is, it is, you know, it is a little place, you know, where exactly it is, you know, I'm not really sure. And, it's, you know, really it's the same thing, you know, with heaven. I believe that there is a little heaven, but, you know, where exactly it is, you know, I'm not really sure, you know, a lot of people, I mean, people say it's in, you know, in the sky and, you know, somewhere, but, you know, we really don't know where, you know, where it is. I don't know if we can go, you know, to the stars and I don't, I don't think we can see it, you know, in, in the heavens or in the skies. Yeah. It's always interesting. I mean, isn't it? You know, it's like, and it's, well, I mean, it's your belief and that's, that's that's absolutely right for you. You know, that's the main thing. A- anyone that sort of, you know, really wanting to, you know, to get into, the, you know, get into the ministry and, and follow that. I mean, what's what's a good place for them to go to or to learn more, do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, if, you, if you're thinking about it, if you're having that desire to do that, then I would say, you know, talk to a pastor if you have a mentor talk to a mentor about it and you know speak to them about it and see what you know see what they you know what they would say about you know that desire and that you know belief you know that you have to want to go into the ministry no it's always as you said it's it's really putting it out there that so that people can grow and become the best version of themselves really it's you know, it's, it's it's putting it out there for them. So tell me, I mean, if if you were to to describe your fire in the belly in one or two words, Dorsey, what what would they be? Can I say that again? If you were just to describe your fire in the belly in one or two words, what would they be? I would say confidence and perseverance. Why why are they important for you? I, well, with confidence, I don't know if I always have confidence. I don't know if, I mean, you know, it, it was hard for me when I was younger to do, you know, certain things or, you know, to do certain things. And now as I get older, I'm starting to realize that I can do those things that I, you know, I'm not going to worry about what other people Say or whatever people think about, I'm just gonna, you know, go out and and do those things. And with perseverance, you know, that defy my belly because I'm going to, you know, push forward. I'm going to keep running, you know, the race in my life to keep doing what it is that you know, that God wants me to do. Well, I must say, I mean, you're, you've inspired me in your confidence and your perseverance, you know, and, you know, and all the things that you, you've achieved and the strength and the insight that you sh- you show as well and your belief, right? You know, your faith, that's, that's really, you know, it's, it's inspirational. It's inspirational. Thank you. Tell me, where, where can people learn more, see more, 
find you, track you down, stalk you, hunt you, all the rest? <laughs> People can find me on my website, you know, www.dorsheyrockministries.com. And, you know, you can find me on Instagram at dorsheyrockministries.com. And you can find me on, on Facebook as well, you know, just Dorsey Ross. Love it. And is I'm, there anything? I'm the good-looking guy. Now, you can find me as the good-looking guy on Facebook or Instagram. You have to change your name to the, the beautiful Dorsey. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. You stand out. Is there a message you'd like to leave with the listeners? I would love to re- you know, leave your listeners with, you know, Keep doing what it is that you want to do in your life. Do what, you know, what, what right in your life. Obviously, don't do what's wrong, but do what's right in your life and keep, you know, pursuing what that is. And don't give up. You know, don't allow the naysayers around you. Don't allow those that say that you can't or that you won't make it, you know, stop you from doing what it is that, that you want to do in your life. Yeah, I love it. You know, it's making the most of it. Dorsey, listen, I want to thank you for coming on the show today. It's been awesome to hear all your insights. And, you know, I'm, I'm genuinely blown away by your, I think you're the level of, you know, your, your belief, your certainty, your inspiration, your you know your perseverance and your confidence absolutely it, it all shines through so keep doing what you're doing that's the main thing thank you thank you well that was another great episode of fire in the belly you know this really wouldn't be possible without a great guest taking the time to share their personal journeys and boy oh boy sometimes it is personal it's an absolute pleasure to have that and then to hear the journeys that people have been on we've loads more episodes coming up soon and it's always a pleasure to have guests on If you do happen to know anyone with true fire in their belly, please reach out to us so we can share their journey, lessons and successes. So all that's left to say is have a great day, live with fire in your belly and be the mightiest version of you.